Going Greyhounds for your daily update of the latest news and tips. A very good morning and welcome to Going Greyhounds. Mark Olmos here with you. 10.35am, 28th of September 2021, the last Tuesday of the month. Very exciting time in greyhound racing, not only, of course, elsewhere around the country where we have Group 1 racing in Adelaide, South Australia for the Group 1 Tab Adelaide Cup heats to be run this Thursday at Angle Park. Uh, we'll talk about that and a participant from South Australia very shortly, but after a quiet-ish week in New South Wales Greyhound Racing, uh, begins to heat up with the return to racing at Wentworth Park this Wednesday night. And one person I can tell you is very excited to be back is our chief greyhound racing caller in New South Wales, Matt Jackson. I got a text message from him yesterday saying, have a look at race five at Winty on Wednesday night. Holy moly. Might not have been the word that he used, but let's just say young Matt Jackson is very, very excited to be back. The likes of Stanley Rhodes, Super Estrella, Maggie Moomoo and Miss Esme going around in that 720 metre race, which should be a delicious entree towards the Sydney Cup at Group 2 level. Uh, this Friday, the action ventures to the Gardens for heats of the Blacktop at Group 2 level. Next week, Group 1 Racing returning to New South Wales with heats of the Group 1 Vic Peters Classic the Peter Mossman Opal, as well as the Group 2 Sydney Cup, as we mentioned. The finals of those three events will be run and won on October the 16th, and what a day that will be. Of course, if you are doubling up Royal Ram, we can, a punting sense, I guess, into Wentworth Park, it will be some sort of a weekend. We mentioned South Australian racing. Our next guest will join us shortly from the Festival State. The new hashtag Volkswagen Caddy Cargo is the same hashtag reliable caddy van, now with a hashtag all new design and hashtag more technology and comfort. So, when that influencer comes to your hashtag homeware hub for the hashtag most versatile storage solution in the universe, you'll have the right van to fulfill all those hashtag new orders. The new Volkswagen Caddy Cargo for hashtag whatever comes next. for the most exciting two minutes in sports. The very best of U.S. racing seven days a week. Looking at Lee, can't catch, always dreaming, who's the 143rd winner of the Kentucky Derby. Live and exclusive across the Sky Racing Network. On Sky Sports Radio, let's get back to going greyhounds. And uh, the green light on. Coffex Coffee, SA Oaks. We're set to go. Favourite box six. She's a hot shot. They're racing. She's a hot shot out only fairly initially. Speed don't tell lies out deep as Infidel Dickies driving up. She's a hot shot pressing on. Oh, it's getting tight to the first bend and she's a hot shot. Cop the check. Don't tell lies led but look was Infidel Nicky's lobbed. Back on the inside Queen Redeem and then came Melly Dreamer. They were followed by Springvale Matty then came Born to Rule and Spring Agatha. Leader still don't tell lies about a length. Zinfidel Nicky then Queen Redeem. It's don't tell lies in front of Zinfidel Nicky. Don't tell Lies too good. Zinfandel Nicky second. Queen Redeem third. There was Don't Tell Lies taking out the Group 3 South Australian Oaks a couple of Thursdays ago. And the trainer of Don't Tell Lies joins us, Lauren Harris. Lauren, very good morning to you. You too, Mark. Thanks for having me. Uh, always a pleasure. Now, uh, I've mentioned it on the Catching Pen numerous times, and we love having yourself and, and Ryan on. Uh, we got to know you really well through the Million Dollar Chase series last year. Tell us about this girl. That would have been a big thrill to see a lob where she did in that group three 
and then to be able to hold off uh, the likes of Zinfandel Nicky. Uh, it was a great performance, and I saw you after the race. I mean, understandably so. You were chuffed. Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, that was the, the first um, South Australian Oaks that we had won um, and our first uh, group three together. So, yeah, it was very exciting. And, um, you know, don't tell lies. She, you know, she came to us as a maiden and um, just uh, just out of pre-training. So, uh, yeah, very excited for her. And, uh, yeah, she just keeps improving every time she goes around. Uh, tell us uh, a bit about her. She was long odds. She was $19 in that South Australian Oaks. What's she like at home and what's her, her name in the kennels? Yeah, her name is Lisa. Um, Lisa. Yeah, so, um, yeah, she's absolutely wonderful. Um, great kennel dog, good worker, um, very quiet. So, yeah, she's, she ticks all the boxes in that um, regard. Yeah, she's a beauty. She's hitting peak form at the right time. Can she... Run a cheeky race this Thursday night at Angle Park in, uh, what is it, the second, no, it's the eighth race, so the sixth heat of the Tab Adelaide Cup. Where is she? She's $21 from box four. Can she run a cheeky race? Oh, I'd like to think so, but uh, you never know. Um, all the heats are really tough, um, as you'd expect for group one heat. So, um, you know, the, the Melbourne Dogs are obviously going to improve um, after having a look last week, so... You know, but she, she's racing really well and, um, you know, if she can find find the front again, she, she's very strong. So, um, you know, they might not be able to catch her, but, you know, we, we just had to give it a go. Absolutely. And, and no doubt a hometown cup is high on the agenda for yourself and, and partner Ryan Tugwell. Oh, yeah. That, it's always be nice to, to snag one of those um, and that one of those races, but yeah, just to qualify would be an absolute thrill. And um, you know, Adelaide Cup, something that we've you know always grown up going and watching, and um, as as kids, so you know, to to be able to contest or have something you know worthy of going in the cup heats is always very exciting. Now, I think we might have to have at least a little fiver each way and don't tell lies all in, betting 200 to 1, Lauren, just putting it out oh, there for wow. the punters. If they, they do want to have something on, 41 a place. What about uh, Daniel's Charlie you've also got in the second heat, which will be coming up race four, uh, a $5 hope up against the likes of Weblick, Jet and Fantastic Victor. Overall, Adelaide Cup market is a $26 shot. Uh, how's Daniel's Charlie progressing? Really good. Um, you know, I was really impressed with his... Um match race against uh, Weblet Blazer last week and, and he you know he, he rattled off some sensational sectionals um, against him and he was just really strong towards the line so um, but yeah very happy with Charlie I just would have liked him to have drawn on the inside it just seems at the moment it, it's really hard for dogs out wide to get across um, from Angle Park so um, but there's you know doesn't seem to be a lot of pace around him with uh, with only uh, with Webleck Jet um, on directly on his inside, so we might be able to come across with him. Um, fantastic Victor has been racing really well um, over here as well. So um, you know he's another one that I would love to see qualify. He's been such a good dog for us and very consistent. And um, yeah, I, I, Ryan liked him out wide in box eight, but I would have liked a bit, a bit up more on the inside. I'd love to be a fly on the wall in that discussion. Yeah, yeah, I'm always right. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's, he's been a beauty. He's uh, banked nearly $50,000 uh, for you guys. Best of luck with your two hopes. Also, Lauren, we have to ask you, this time last year, you were racing Shadow Mist in a semi-final of the Million Dollar Chase at Winnie Path. 
Winnie Park, uh, 12 months on, hoping to win an Adelaide Cup. For, for yourself and Ryan, relatively you know, new training partnership and you're getting some really nice dogs through. Uh, to, to win an Adelaide Cup, you mentioned it would be quite special. That was your first Group 3 winning the Oaks, but to win a, an Adelaide Cup, no doubt, is high on the agenda. What about some of the other races? You'd still like to come back and have a crack at a race like the Million Dollar Chase again, I have no doubt. Absolutely. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed my time over in Sydney and um, everyone was so welcoming and, and it was great to go and spend some time with, with Kayla Coleman, the best friend. So, mm. um, you know, I'd, you know, Obviously, dream would be to win the Easter Egg, um, and obviously, you know, the Melbourne Cup. They're all they're all on the on the bucket list, so to speak. So, um, you know, and with the Adelaide Cup, it's always something very special um, here in South Australia to always look forward to. So, yeah, hopefully, you know, we you know we're still still relatively um, new to training um, and that as a partnership. So, hopefully, you know, in the near future, we'd be back over looking at some of these other races. Absolutely, no doubt. You'll have the right dogs to come along very, very soon. Uh, Lauren, best of luck to yourself and uh, and to, to Ryan for this Thursday. And thanks for sending me that message with Rockstar almost winning yesterday. Obviously didn't see it and didn't have a cent on. So um, thanks for, for rubbing that one in too. <laughs> no worries, Mark. Thank you. Good on you, Lauren. Lauren Harris uh, with Don't Tell Lies and Daniel's Charlie in heats of the Tab Adelaide Cup this Thursday. It should be another wonderful night from Angle Park in South Australia. We'll take a short break before our next guest here on Going Greyhounds. The Contenders. Berry just starts to nudge away now at the Philly Libertini and she gives chase now to Villamay. Villamay being tackled by Libertini. Letterpour goes to third. We've got a race on. Coming back Villamay. Libertini and Villamay. Nose and nose. She's going to win Libertini. But boy, she had to earn it. And Libertini's creeping into it. Nature Strips are gone now. Classic Legend and Libertini. They'll fight it out. And Libertini went past the grey. Libertini got a half length. Now a length in front. What a great return to racing, Libertini. Off to the Everest. Someone will pick you up now. The Tab Everest, Saturday, October 16. Shh. Can you hear that? Hang on. Here it comes. The new Kia Nero has landed. Available as a hybrid, plug-in hybrid and full electric. It's Australia's broadest electric SUV range and they're all available for immediate delivery. Technology moves fast. Meet three ways to catch up. The new Kia Nero electric SUV range. Check with your local Kia dealer for details. Kia, movement that inspires. Is your business recruiting? Nova Employment has over 1,500 people with diverse abilities ready to make a positive difference in your workplace. Nova has an unbeatable track record of success. I'm Dan Marmont from Mittagong RSL. Nova Employment have supplied us with reliable and ambitious members of staff. I'd highly recommend other employers focus on ability. Nova Employment is a free service and government incentives may be available. Take the hassle and cost out of recruiting. Choose novaemployment.com.au. On Sky Sports Radio, let's get back to going greyhounds. So the green light turned on. That was on its way. Favourite box eight, Ebby Infrared. Ready now. 
And they're racing. Ritzer Tommy down on the inside. He bounced out. Well, he'll go through and he'll lead it settling down from Cop Magnet across to second. Mac Boy in third. They're followed by Insane Fury Eddie Infrared and last is Trunky Rose. So they come to the turn and it's Ritzer Tommy. The leader by three got away from Cop Magnet. To the outside is Mac Boy and then Eddie Infrared, but it's Ritzer Tommy. Here's a dog that's right in the zone. He brings up six in a row and wins it by a space. Second Mac Boy, third Trunky Super Rose. Super performance there by Ritzer Tommy getting the job done only a few days ago there at Bulleye for Andrew Belt. Andrew joins us on the line once again. Ritzer Tommy, he's extending his picket fence and now it's looking at six straight. Just misses out on being eligible for the Vic Peters, but gee, must be thrilled to see him racing so well, Andrew. Good morning. Yeah, good morning. Thanks for having us. Um, yeah, he's going really good, Tommy. He, um, We put him over to 400 there at Bulleye because he He's a big dog that sort of needs a bit of space to get going. And he's mm. not brilliant out of the boxes, but we um, we put him out of the 400 and he, he really went well. So we just, he had a few grades to win there. So we thought, get a bit of confidence about him and just take him back. And he, yeah, he strung four or five in a row. We took him to that though, he won. And then I tried him over the 472 and that was his greatest test just to get against the dogs of like uh, Ebby Infrared and Matt Boy and, Trunky Rose, it was a red-hot field. And even Cop Magnet, he's won six out of his last ten or something and won four in four in his last five at Bulleye. And, yeah, he, he he beat them all, so he's going good. Yeah, he had a he had a, a little off patch, let's just say, around uh, July and, and, and June. What's been the secret to getting him back to racing his best, Andrew? He, he's very much a confidence dog. Okay. He, he needs to get, like, on the rails and... and, and be close to the lead and and sort of and very much like I said a confidence dog. If he if he gets a bit of confidence, he goes well. And if he sort of gets stuck back in the pack, and because he's such a big dog, he he needs plenty of room to get moving. And yeah, so that's why we sort of stuck to Bulleye and and got a bit of confidence about him. We're going to go to Wentworth Park on, on Saturday night with him now. Yeah, it's a bit exciting just to yeah. get, be back at Wentworth Park. Yeah, very much so. It, it's. It'll be Saturday night because he still has one more fifth grade to win there. He's won okay. a couple there already earlier in his career. But um, the Golden Cup's on next week, which is a very similar track to Bulleye. So um, we thought we've, we'd give him a run at Wenny and then, yeah, we might head to Golden. We'll see how we go. Yeah, beautiful. Now, tell us, how did you come to, to get Ritzer, Tommy? Um, I actually just messaged Mark there one day. And, like, everybody that knows or everyone that's around the traps knows how fast Tommy is, but he's mm. sort of one, one of them dogs that's just, he's got to be on the right um, song and in the right race, and, and and everybody sort of knew how fast he was, but um, he sort of went through bad patches and good patches, and, and, he, and Mark had sort of given him a spell and brought him back to Wenny, and, and he did no good, and I thought, well, maybe he might go okay with a change of kennels and whatnot, so I, I rang him up and asked if he'd be interested in selling him, and... Yeah, he was reluctant at first because he's a very good dog and um, he's also a beautiful dog too. And um, yeah, I ended up kind of knew him into selling him to me and yeah, so we bought him and he's going good. Yeah, of course, Mark Gat, we we speak of, he'd be a very happy man with the bunnies through to the grand final. Uh, He went through, we mentioned that form slump and you mentioned just getting him over those those 400s. What are your goals for him now? Is he a good enough dog to be looking at feature events with? Yeah, like I said a minute ago, we've gone to Wenny on Saturday with him this mm. week. He, his last start was 
probably his biggest test against better dogs, and he went really, really well against them. So, like I said, uh, Golden Cup's coming up in a couple of weeks, so we're definitely probably going to look at that. Can you, can, can, can you yeah, aim up yeah, higher, yeah. Andrew? Can you aim up uh, higher, or do you just try to take him through and just keep his confidence up? Well, that's that's the key to the dog. He, yeah. he's, he's such a confidence dog. We're, we're just sort of taking little steps each each week and trying to keep that confidence level up. And, yeah, he's he's sort of there now where we can start looking higher. But And like I said, Goldman will be first. And then if he can sort of match it with the, the big boys there, well, yeah, hopefully, you never know, a million-dollar chase is coming up. Exciting to think about those bigger races coming up, especially just getting back to Winnie Park, as we mentioned. Uh, been a successful year for your camp, Cedar Lodge. Uh, so far in 2021, you've notched up 192 wins and your dogs have earned over $600,000. Uh, talk us through how many you have in work. And you've already mentioned to us a few weeks ago how you got started in the dogs, but could you just back over that and tell us again? Yeah, look, we come to Sydney about three years ago and and started um, the, the business down here, and it was pretty tough at first, but um, we slowly but surely got better dogs, and now we've sort of got 50 in work, and there's about 80-odd pups here as well that are coming on through, and we've got a couple of nice pups coming through. Um, there's actually a, a litter here by Flying Ricardo. It's his first ever litter to a bitch called Orinka Leanne. How are they coming um, along? Well, they're only six weeks old. They get ear-branded in a couple of days. Beautiful. Um, but yeah, I'm really excited about them because she won like four or five in town over the 700. She was a fast bitch and I love flying Ricardo. He's, he's just an outstanding dog. So we're really excited about that litter. So they're a couple of years away before they're racing, but yeah, pretty excited about them. Um, we've got about 50 dogs in work. We've probably got about 20 out injured at the moment, just sort of soft tissue injuries and only sort of a couple of weeks, but we're fortunate enough to have enough dogs to keep us going through the times and, and they're all going good. So, yeah, we're very, very happy. Uh, terrific stuff. Uh, thanks for joining us again, Andrew. Great to chat and great to talk about Ritz Tommy. You've got him absolutely low flying. So good stuff, and uh, I'm sure we'll speak to you soon. Thank you very much, Mark. Andrew Bell joining us on the line. We'll take another short break before our next guest, Ron Arnold. The putter's panel is the punter's pal. One thing on home affairs, I think he's totally airborne. He's had three trials, so I think he's wound right up to go here first up. He's the fresh blood. If he does get in, I'm just going to back Nash in to find a position. None riding better at the moment. Palalian, King of Sparta, can't get there, but look at home affairs go. I think it's fair to say there's the Coolmore Everest lot taken care of. The putter's panel, Friday morning on Racing HQ. Join BPM Bloodstock's rapidly growing team for the thrill of a lifetime. Already featuring winners such as Rocket Boy, Chubby Jekka and Spirit of Anzac, shares are now available in our latest additions, two quality New Zealand bred fillies. No waiting months to hit the track. Buy today, race tomorrow. These potential group fillies are already in work. Limited shares available from as little as $950. Visit bpmbloodstock.com.au or find us on social media. BPM Bloodstock, get your heart racing. On Sky Sports Radio, let's get back to Going Greyhounds. Yes, welcome back. Great to have your company. Excellent to chat to Lauren Harrison. Most recently, Andrew Bell, in particular, about getting back to Wentworth Park this week. Ron Arnold joins us. Ron, we just spoke to Andrew, as we mentioned, returning to headquarters. Can't wait for this Wednesday. Good morning to you. Yes, good morning, Mark. Thanks for having us. And, uh, yes, yeah, certainly be wonderful uh, 
to be back to Wentworth Park, obviously kicking off uh, with the Wednesday program tomorrow and then uh, rolling into Saturday and as uh, different restrictions are lifted. We can get a uh, get some public back as well, and uh, throughout uh, the month of October, of course, uh, with the Vic Peters, etc. It's uh, yeah, just going to be a buzz. It's uh, been beautifully done by everybody from the clubs and GR New South Wales as well, and the participants. Um, you know, full marks to what they've done over the last three months to keep all racing codes going. Uh, now, joining us today with the heats of the Black Top this Friday here to tell us about uh, the great dog. He was uh, and. We remember all that he achieved on the track, and we've obviously got this wonderful race named after him. He was well before your time, Ron. You're only a young rooster back in 1961 by Top Lennon out of Classy Jane. What more can you tell us about Black Top? I've got a, a whole list about uh, Edna Hansen um, and the rest of this wonderful Black Top story. Uh, what more can you tell us about this amazing dog and the legacy that he's left? Well, I suppose, uh, thanks for the rap about age, but uh, I was a few years before Blacktop. Not many, but uh, I suppose I look at it this way, Mark, that if you asked anyone that's been following Greyhound Racing for the last 60 years, and that question, oh, what's the best you've seen in 60 years? People always have their own thoughts and tracks have changed. Everything's like that. You could argue that all day. But I will guarantee you 99% of the people will always throw in the name Zoomtop. And if you take Zoom Top as the greatest of all time in 60 years, the dad sire was Black Top. So mm. Black Top's greatest legacy to Greyhound Racing, apart from his own brilliant racetrack performances and his own stud careers, the fact that he produced Zoom Top sort of puts him on that mantelpiece of the greats in the mixture of all time. Um, Zoomy will certainly always go down in those conversations. So it started, as you say, in... 1961 when he was whelped. Um, there's even like the incredible thing with him, Mark. He was, uh, Edna Hansen, as you mentioned, was the breeder. Now, Edna lived in a suburb, Birmingham Gardens, which is where the gardens is. So can you picture that? After all this time, we built a racetrack at the gardens. Blacktop's born literally a couple of kilometres from the racetrack. Mm. So if ever there was a racetrack that had to carry the monocle of black top, it fits very well. And that was the one thing when the NCA first kicked it off, starting that race, the black top, it just fits so well. That's where he was born. Mm. Um, you know, he, he's racing career. He didn't race a hell of a lot. Um, he only had 20 starts, but he won 17 of them. He set the race record, track record, which also was a world record in 1962 by winning the Vic Peters, which we know, we're going to have at Wendy Park in a fortnight's time. So he dominated 62, um, obviously a black dog. He was owned and trained throughout his racing career by Frank Holmes. Frank uh, moved, Frank also originally lived in Newcastle and he moved down to Kellyville and he kept the dog right through his racing career and then also into his stud career. He retired as a greyhound that uh, held the most prize money records in those days. Of course, that's back in the pound, shillings and pence day, Mark. Mm. You know, 5,300 pounds was the record. You convert that to about $11,000. But picture in that era, in 1962-63, you could go out to Parramatta, the suburb of, and you could buy a house for $10,000. Mm, mm. so do, you know do you know if Frank was a punter, Ron? Years off, the prize money equivalent, a house out of Parramatta today is a million and a half. Mm. Do you know if so Frank was a punter? He's in 
in that sort of level of, of the all-time, and that's why he's in the Agra Hall of Fame. Mm. Sorry, sorry to cut you off there, Ron. Back in those days, too, a lot of trainers used to uh, make and earn, obviously, out of prize money, but off the punt, too, was, was Frank a punter? Do you, do you know? Are you aware? Yeah, look, they, that era, with all due respects, they all had a bet. Uh, mm. Obviously, some were, bet, were bigger than others. And the thing is, though, of course, a dog like Blacktop, he was always an extremely short figure. Mm. So I think the novelty of winning the prize money was certainly the the big thing at the time because Frank, obviously, with Blacktop, Frank also lived at Newcastle. Yep. And that's how the relationship with um, Edna Hansen started. He trained the damn Classy Jane. And he won a feature race, the Biennial Classic, at Harold Park with Classy Jane back in 1959. And this is how it all started. Once that greyhound retired and they mated her with top linen, Edna Hansen said to Frank, for appreciation, you can have the first pup born. You can have the pick of the litter. And he said, I'll take the first pup. Well, that first pup born was, in fact, black top. After six months, Edna said to him, because she was still rearing the litter, she said, Frank, this dog is very tiny. Um, He's not like the others. What about I'll take him back and we'll give you another one. There's a black and white dog that I've got. You have that. And Frank said, no, I'm sticking to my original thought. I'm taking him. The incredible thing, Mark, is the black and white dog that Frank was trying to get or Edna was trying to swap with Frank ended up being the greyhound that won the National Derby that year. Is that right? That's that's quite the the incredible thing that at the end of the day, the, the litter had such wonderful greyhounds and uh, of course Frank kept racing uh, Black Top, he had his first start, was a win at Wentworth Park on the 28th of July 1962 and then over a period of uh, you know a short space of time he won many feature races and uh, as I say then when he was retired to stud um, you sit there and you look at the greyhounds that's produced and, and the records of his dogs. Obviously, he, you know, little things like, well, they're not little things, but freakish things. He's had the all three place getters in a Melbourne Cup. He's had all three place getters in an Australian Cup. Um, um, outside of Zoom Cup, he's produced greyhounds like Rose Moss, the Shoe, who went on to become the world record holder for 500 yards. Even in recent times, Miller's Moss. He went down to Milam Simby. What a wonderful greyhound. You know, Milam Simby won a Melbourne Cup. Another greyhound, Blackamore Lad, won the Melbourne Cup. Cabernet was a superb greyhound. And it just goes on and on. And, uh, yeah, he started a lot of it. You know, when people go back in the, the thoroughbred world to, um, you know, they talk about the greats of the old days and what Tullick did for racing and onwards. But, you know, Blacktop certainly has, has found that mark, mate. Absolutely. Now, a very special greyhound also to the locals, the Novocastrians, uh, and one particular very special Novocastrian who we, we lost not too long ago is Johnny McDermott. Uh, and the Macca, named after him, is the consolation of the Blacktop and will be run as a best eight this year, but still as special and still as important with the name attached. Oh, most definitely. And you know, I had the privilege for a number of years, Mark, going up to Gosford on Gosford Cup night and doing the on-track hosting there. And, of course, obviously, you know, whenever you're in those roles, you've got to walk, work in with the race caller. And Macca was he was just a friend to everybody. Um, mm. He always was very welcoming to you. He, he knew you had a role to play, and he did his job. And he just loved greyhounds. He loved his broadcasting. 
obviously, you know, he trained greyhounds. His wife, Sue, trained dogs. So he was right there at the coal face with them. Um, he helped a lot of young callers come through. I must admit, only in this world of lockdown, you, you listen to a, a fair few more races through the week. And, you know, you look at, listen to some of the callers that have come through and, you know, the success of people like Greg Radley and all that, Mark. Mm, mm. There's great ties of that. You're going back into that Hunter Valley area, you know, and, you know, Greg would have got a microphone. He called in the early days and, and mm. Macca would have kick-started all that. And he, he never... Never, ever gave up a moment. If you wanted to spend time, he sat you down and you could talk with him. And he was a thorough gentleman and he just loved broadcasting. He loved the Greyhound. And that's a, you know, it's a rare combination. Many of the people have kicked off starting at Dogs and they've gone on to bigger and better things. You know, I remember when Ray Warren started calling in 1970 um, on the television. It was a big thing when we had television of a Saturday night, the last five races. Uh, it was huge. And all of a sudden, this young bloke turned up, Ray Warren. We had no idea who he was. But again, 50 years on, the legend has continued. And Macca stayed with Greyhounds. He loved them. And, uh, yeah, it just, again, left us far too young. Yep. Uh, yep. Yeah, yeah, indeed. Uh, beautifully put, Ron. Um, mate, we'll be catching up at the races very soon, I hope. So thanks for coming on Going Greyhounds. Yeah, you know, there's a couple of big races looming up, mate, with the Vic Peters. And, of course, you look at the honour roll of that black top and, you know, Jason McKay's won it three times. So uh, he'll be looking to expand on that. And there's been some other great, uh, great trainers, Jason Thompson, also Robert Britton. So they've all travelled for this race. And let's hope the lockdowns ease a bit and they all start moving around for us like that. Here, here. Ron Arnold joining us on Going Greyhounds. We'll be back shortly with Mick Hardman. Team up with the professionals and cover your falls from 24 hours of age with HQ Insurance. No excess on life-saving surgery claims. Agreed value, fall rate guarantee and the optional extended fall policy until a 2023 yearling sales. Be sure, insure with HQ. Skipped breakfast. Morning, Jason. How are you? We've spoken a lot this morning about Benji Marshall. How good has he been for the club? Oh, he's been outstanding. Just the whole reasoning behind him wanting to play this year is uh, really coming to fruition. Obviously, he wants to play in the grand final. That's why he came. It wasn't about money. It was about achieving something, and, and that's really rubbing off on the group. The excitement and the enjoyment that he's getting from his footy is probably rubbing off on the team as well. You mentioned Blake Taft. Benji's another guy who's been outstanding for those guys. Now shut up and drive. The Big Sports Breakfast. Weekdays from 5.30 on Sky Sports Radio. On Sky Sports Radio, let's get back to going greyhounds. So the green light is turned on. Race number eight on the program. Small but quality field. They're racing now. On the rocks, down on the inside, she bounced quickly. Zulu Warlord out fast. Hunting up along the rails as Ebby Jet Power. They're followed next by Zipping Benson. Where's Rocky? And last is Zipping Pearson. Into the back straight and Zulu Warlord went bang and opened up by five very quickly on Ebby Jet Power. Where's Rocky's running on along the rails and they're followed on the rocks and Zipping Pearson. But it is all Zulu Warlord around the home turn. He's making a big statement. Zulu Warlord won it by three. Second, where's Rocky? Yeah, that was a terrific performance by Zulu Warlord. Going back a few starts now, trainer of Zulu Warlord joins us, Mick Hardman. Mick, good to have you on. Uh, that was his win going back to August. He ventures to the gardens this week to target the Group 2 Blacktop. How is he travelling? Yeah, g'day, Mark. Thanks for having me. Um, yeah, look, through the lockdown period, he didn't have much racing um, and he lost a bit of condition. Um 
So leading up to his two trials, oh, his trial at, uh, at the gardens and, and races up there, I worked him really hard during the week mm. um, so I could keep him fresh for, for this week. So he's feeling good. He's back to normal. So hopefully we get a result. And Mick, just, just on him in, in more recent times, going back to his wins at Bathurst, he obviously loves Bathurst, and even that win we uh, played from Dapto, he just seems to, well, in those wins, that he's developed a bit more strength at the end of the race. Is that a fair comment? Yeah, I just think that just comes with age. So, yep. yeah, he's um, three and a half now, so yeah, it just sort of comes with age. Yeah, okay. Uh, a few weeks ago, he ran third uh, over the track and trip at the Gardens. You'd think he's capable of improvement heading into this week, which we which we just mentioned, and, and a bit of luck from the barrier gods or the box gods wouldn't go astray? Not too worried about the boxes. I don't lose okay. sleep over what box you get. But um, leading up to those two races there at the Gardens, generally he, has, he races on a Saturday and has a light, you know, a slip during the week. Mm. Um, I actually worked him really hard. I worked him every day during the week, um, leading up to those races. And with the idea of getting this, you know, the last two weeks off, um, just back to his normal return, just a slip each week. So... He's feeling fresh again. It sounds like you're you're fairly confident and happy with where he's at. Yeah, it, well, the dog gives you a lot of confidence because he generally has good habits and does everything right. Mm. Um, but yeah, I, I just tried to get him back to a normal return for the last two weeks. Yeah, beautiful. Um, he's such an honest little fella for you guys. Obviously, means a lot to you and the owners to take out a, a group two black top to. Go with that uh, that Bathurst Cup. When was that? Was that the start of this year? Or, yeah, yeah it would have been the start of this was, year, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah the, February, I think. Yeah, to, to add a, a group two to that uh, listed victory, to be pretty special to you and the owners, Mick? Yeah, we've got a couple of races programmed up. We've got the um, Megastar uh, and then the Gosford Cup, and then we'll lead into the new year. So, yeah, any, any, any of those sort of races are nice. Mm. Yeah, beautiful. How are you travelling, Mick? All, all all okay, all safe and well? Beautiful down here. It's down there. It's like the Gold Coast down here, mate. <laughs> Rub it in. No, no, no hey, we're going good. We're going and, good. We've got plenty of dogs here, so we're going good. Terrific. And uh, and I have to ask you, a uh, tip for, for this weekend in the uh, Rugby League Grand Final. I'm not sure who you support or, or if you care about Penrith or uh, South Sydney, but have you got a tip? Unfortunately, I'm a Dragon supporter. Right. But... Um, but, but I'm definitely cheering on the Panthers. Okay. Why is that? Oh, I was out that way. I played with a lot of guys that played first grade, stuff out there at Panthers and stuff like that. And, and um, yeah, it's just, uh, it'd be nice for them to win. Um, but you guys there, so I, just that sort of, I can understand what they're all going through and, you know, winning grand finals and all being mates and stuff, it's great. So, yeah. Definitely cheering on the Panthers. Uh, terrific stuff, Mick. You're always so good with your time and we wish you best of luck uh, this weekend with Zulu Warlord. Yeah, thanks, Mark. Appreciate it. Mick Hardman, good man, joining us here on Going Greyhounds. That rounds out the show. It's been a, a ripper. You can check out all of the markets at TAB, all the futures markets, the upcoming markets, those Adelaide Cup heat markets are available. Coming up today, Gosford, Leesmore and Bulli. Tomorrow, Wentworth Park, Richmond and Taree. Thursday, Dapto, Casino and Bathurst. Then another big Friday, Richmond, the Gardens, Goulburn and Wagga. But can't wait to be back at Wentworth Park tomorrow night. Have a wonderful day, everybody. Uh, be safe and stay well. And if you've got any of that sunshine that Mick Harbour mentioned, go out and enjoy it. Have a great Tuesday.